All right, y'all. So uh, I want to tell you guys a story. I'm kind of ashamed of this, to be honest with you guys. When I was in middle school and actually going into high school for, for years and years, like, like three or four years, I just decided one day that I was not going to tell my mom that I loved her anymore, right? And just for years, I did not. I refused to tell my mom that I loved her, all right? I hope that you're not doing what I did, right? But my point, the, the, this, this whole thing, it was like this weird thing where I like, all right, I did it because I was mad at my mom and I didn't want to tell her I loved her, but it turned into something else, right? Eventually, I had this issue with my head and my heart, right? Where my head was psyching myself out and I, it was making me not want to do it even more, right? Like I made it into this whole thing. I made it a bigger deal than it actually was, right? And then in my heart... I had this pride issue where I was too proud to admit my own faults. I was too proud to fix my issues, right? And so I made it harder for myself by refusing to do it. And I think in a lot of ways, sharing our faith can be just like that. It's a head and a heart issue where we psych ourselves out when we don't do it. We make it into this bigger thing that we become afraid of. And then it's a heart issue, too, of we become so proud that we're unwilling to admit that we're the one in the wrong, right? So we have to be able to uh, admit our own issues and be willing to fix ourselves to be able to succeed in this, right? Now, uh, again, we're talking about sharing our faith, right? We're talking about being able to help people who aren't Christians be able to know Jesus. Now, just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian, right? It doesn't make you a follower of Jesus. But we're, we're talking about sharing our faith with people so that they can know Jesus, have a relationship with him, and follow him, so that they can be saved and tran- their lives be transformed by knowing Jesus. So I want to share a little bit of passage with you guys that tells us why it's important to share our faith with other people. It's from Romans chapter 10, and this is what it says. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So we're kind of talking about this question tonight. How do I share my faith? How do I share my faith? And this question, it gets in our heads sometimes. Like I said, it's a head problem. It's a heart problem where we psych ourselves out and we also get too proud to admit our own faults. So my question, my, my, the reason I bring up this passage to you guys, why I talk about uh, sharing our faith and how the Bible tells us to do it, is that I think it has to start with motivation. When we ask ourselves, how do I share my faith? It has to start with motivation. See, do you recognize the importance of why you should share your faith with other people? This passage tells us that you are an integral part of God's plan for saving people from their sin. Right, like that you are important, that God is partnering with you to save people. God is totally capable of doing it on his own, but he chose to involve you. 
And he made you an important part of that process, right? It says that if, how are people to believe if they haven't heard of him? And how are they to hear unless uh, someone's preached to them, right? So you are the people called to share your faith with those who don't know, who don't follow Jesus. So sharing your faith with your friends, sharing your faith with anyone is the most loving thing that you can do. See, if you truly believe in Jesus if you truly believe in heaven and hell, if you truly believe in Christianity, what, you, you sh- what does it say about how much you care about people if you don't share it with them, right? If you, if you tell yourself, no, I'm not going to do it, I don't want them to get mad, or no, I'm not going to do it for whatever reason that you give yourself, what does it say about how much you actually care about those people? See, we share our faith with people Because we want everyone to know and experience the goodness and life of knowing and following Jesus just like you do. So let your motivation be caring for people and helping help uh, have that help you to push past those head and heart problems. So as you think about how to share your faith, again, you start with motivation, but the second piece is to ask questions and listen. Ask questions and listen. Talk to your friends when you're trying to share your faith with them and ask them about what they believe. Ask them, have you ever been to church before? What do you think about Christianity? Have you ever read the Bible? Do you believe in God? Right? Like simple questions like that, but don't stop there. Ask them why. Don't stop at the basics. Ask them why they believe what they believe. And don't just do this because it's something I told you to do, but actually listen to what they say to you. Ask the questions, but listen to them. Try and get in their shoes and understand what they believe and why they believe it. See, understanding their beliefs, it helps you to gauge where they're at. It helps you to understand what they believe, and it helps you to be able to share your faith more effectively with them by understanding what they already think. And it also doubles as this doorway to be able to share your faith effectively because if you're willing to listen to what they think, they're more likely to listen to what you think. So again, we start with motivation, we ask questions and we listen, and then we move into the next step, which is to share your story. Share your story. Share your own story of what it looked like for you to be a follower of Jesus. So we start with before Jesus. Talk about what your life was like before you started following Jesus. And even if you've been going to church your entire life, I guarantee that there is a point in your life where you weren't following Jesus. That you weren't taking your faith seriously. That it wasn't something that uh, a relationship that you had, but it was just something that you did on Sundays or Wednesdays, right? Talk about what it was like before you started following Jesus. Then move into how you came to know Jesus. How did you start following him? What were the circumstances that led you to decide to becoming a, a committed Christian? Were there people that helped lead through that? Or was there uh, something that you did or a belief that you had that changed? If you were not a Christian at all, you never had gone to church before you started following Jesus, what changed your mind? Or if you were a Christian but you weren't taking your faith seriously, what flipped the switch for you? What helped you to start to follow Jesus in a more serious way? So we talk about what it was like before we followed Jesus, 
how we started following Jesus, and then we talk about what it's been like since we've been following Jesus. See, how we had to share how your life has changed since following Jesus and being a committed Christian. What about following Jesus makes it so good that it's worth the difficulty and effort for you? Be able to share with them why they should want to be a Christian, which leads us into the opportunity to share the gospel. Now, that word gospel can be a little convoluted. Some of you may have a great picture of what that means, and some of you may hear that word and say, maybe I've heard it before, but I can't tell you a definition for it. So I want to give you a really easy and understandable way to share the gospel with anybody regardless of how much experience they have with Christianity. And that's something called the four points, and they use these four symbols here. The heart, the X, the cross, and the question mark. And the first one, the heart, it stands for love. See, the idea here is that God loved the world so much that he created everything, right? He created you, he created the planet, he created all of the animals. He created everything. He created humans because he already loved them before they were created. God gave creation to humanity to rule over and to subdue because he loves them. And God loves you, right? Like God's love isn't just a blanket statement to all of humanity, but God has an intimate, individual love for you specifically. So God loves you. The second one, the X, stands for sin. Sin. See, God loves the world and gave humans a ton of freedom to be able to live and do and to be able to rule over creation. But God wanted humans to love each other and to love God completely just like he does. So from the first humans all the way to you and I, every person who's ever lived has been disobedient to God and unloving to each other. It's just a reality of who we are as humans. We, uh, we call this unlovingness and disobedience to God sin. And because of sin, we have a problem. Sin caused death to begin. Sin caused death to enter the world. And because everyone has sinned, there's no one that could fix the problem. So that's where Jesus comes in with the cross. The third piece of this is the cross. Jesus came to the earth to fix the problem of sin, to fix that problem that no one else could. See, Jesus was God and human. He came to earth and he lived unlike any other human had ever had. He never, ever sinned. He lived a perfectly loving and honoring life to God. But even though he was the one human who didn't deserve to die, he let humans kill him. He let us kill him. And when he died on the cross, it, Jesus was offering himself as a sacrifice for the sin of everyone else who had ever lived. An innocent life given for a guilty one. Jesus took the death that you and I deserve. So the question that we're left with is how will you respond? How will you respond? All you have to do to receive forgiveness for your sin is believe in Jesus. This means accepting that Jesus is real, that he is God, that he died for your sin, and that his teachings are true. So then you begin this process of becoming more like him. 
If you become a Christian, you're becoming a follower of Jesus, which means that you are following his teachings, you're doing what he tells you to do, and slowly over time, you're going to become more and more like him. Now, the reality is that we'll never be without sin in this life. But if you really believe that Jesus is God, you'll start following what he tells us to do, to love God and to love other people well. So this four points thing, love, sin, the cross, and the question, it makes it a really easy way to be able to share the gospel with your friends. So I encourage you guys to do this, right? Like, I'm bringing this up to you guys because next week we're starting Rivals. We've been talking about it all night, and you guys are excited for it. I'm excited for it. But the reality is that while Rivals is a ton of fun, it is primarily, the purpose of it is to be able to be an outreach event to share the gospel with middle school students. Yes, we have a ton of fun. We play a ton of games, and it's a great time, and I want it to stay that way. But... Our goal in uh, making rivals happen is so that we can get middle school students here so we can, they can hear the gospel and get plugged into our ministry so they can keep hearing about Jesus more and more. This is the reason why, as we said earlier, we make the points so valuable towards bringing your friends. We want them to be able to hear the gospel. Every week we'll be sharing the gospel with them after the games. So invite your friends, yes, to have a great time together, but also because you care about where they're at with Jesus. So I want to give you guys a challenge. Under your seats, I left five flyers for you guys to be able to invite your friends. Now, again, I want you guys to do this out of the motivation that you care for your friends and you want to care for where they're at with their relationship with Jesus. But to give you guys some extra incentive, I'm also offering you guys some extra points for your team if you do this. I want you guys to invite your friends to come, to be here, to be able to hear the gospel. And here's how you do this. You have five cards, and on there at the bottom, there is a little spot where you can write their name, right above where it says, will you join me for rivals? There's a little spot there. You need to write their name in there, right? This has to happen, otherwise they can't get the points, right? So you write the name of a friend that's never been to redemption before, a new student that's never been here. Write their name on there. And then give it to them. Offer a ride to them if you can. Help them to get here. Then I want to encourage you guys to pray for that friend. Pray for them. Help them to ask God to help them to be able to hear the gospel as we're sharing it with them. Talk to them about what they think. But then don't give up. Keep inviting them, right? Like keep inviting them for every week of rivals, but keep inviting them to come with you week after week to midweek so that they can keep hearing about Jesus and come to know him and have a relationship with him too. So don't give up. Keep praying, keep inviting, keep talking to your friends. Now, to explain some more about how these work, once you hand these to your friend, if they come to Rivals and they bring that flyer with their name on it with them, they don't just get the 5,000 points, but they get an extra 2,500 points. So a total of 7,500 points per person if they bring those flyers with them. So you want to make sure that you invite your friends. But again, don't just make it an invite to a fun event. Make it something that counts. Make it something that helps them to know Jesus and have a relationship with them. So to finish that off, I want to pray for you guys to be able to do that. Can you guys bow your heads with me? Father, you are a God that loves us so much. Loves us more than we deserve. 
And it's a love that we never could earn. Lord, we are sinful people that disobey you. We're unloving to you. We're dishonoring to you. But you love us anyway. Love us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die for us, to make a way for forgiveness. And so as we have received that truth and we are following you, we need your help to be able to share that with other people so that they can know the joy and the freedom and the forgiveness of your son, of having a relationship with Jesus to be able to have that joy and that peace. So Lord, I pray that you would be working through your Holy Spirit in every student that's sitting in here tonight to be bold about sharing their faith with their friends, to be inviting their friends here to, share, to hear the gospel, and that you would be working in the hearts of those new students to be able to receive the gospel, to accept it, and to start a relationship with you. We pray for this in the name of Jesus. Amen.